good afternoon and thank you for joining me in another episode in the Premier Fitness Podcast Series where we will be looking to provide insights, some education, some inspiration and hopefully a little bit of fun for those who are thinking about joining our wonderful sector or for those who have joined years ago and couldn't possibly think about leaving and everyone else in between. As always, as you know by now, I'd like to speak with a variety of experts in the industry and today I'm delighted to be joined by Matey Mayumbo who will be enlightening us with his journey and how he's got to where he is now. Welcome, how are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, I don't know about royalty but uh, I'll, I'll take that, thank you very much. Yeah, I seem to be quite good at that bit in kind of, you know, in of, I really think of what I'm going to say, it kind of just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you ever so much for uh, taking some time out of your day. I know you're really, really, really busy. Um, and um, I hear that you have a little uh, a little addition to your family uh, just a while yes. ago. So are you, are you a tired PT? Or are um, you doing okay? I'm going to say yes, but uh, it's not something that I'm, uh, not familiar with in the sense that you know sometimes as a PT you have you have late finishes early starts so I'm used to having maybe five hours sleep four hours sleep not to say that it's a good thing but it's not something that I haven't done in the past and I've also got a toddler so this is my second child and actually this one is a much much easier to deal with than the first one so I'm getting more sleep if anything than the first time around. Uh, and how's mummy doing? Mummy's doing well I think it's a little bit overwhelming for her but I'm sure in it a way, is. <laughs> what, what I'll say is that the, the pandemic has been a blessing in disguise because I've had a chance to be at home to help out. Yes, yes, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I've got a few friends, actually, that I've got in a very similar position to you or that normally work in London, um, so they're away from their family. Just actually, you know, out of the challenges that we've experienced over the last 12 months, one of the really cool things um, for, for many daddies and mummies, actually, is that... Uh, I've been able to spend much more time with their family. So, yeah, in a way, it's um that's been amazing, hasn't it? For sure, for sure. And I love being a dad. I love being around my kids. So, for me, that's been a blessing, for sure. Oh, it's the best job in the world, right? <laughs> for sure. Not 100%. Also tougher. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, there genuinely is no book. There genuinely is no book. Um, so, you're just kind of winging it most of the time and uh, hoping that you are getting it right. Um, well, as I said, thank you so much for uh, coming on with me today. I really, really appreciate it. And I, I would like to ask you some questions, basically, just around kind of, you know, who you are. We know you, you work with us, um, but uh, you're an incredibly uh, passionate guy. And uh, I'd like to find out, you know, how you got started in the industry, um, uh, what you were doing before you decided to, to become a PT. Yeah, I mean... This happened so long ago now, I'm actually struggling to, to figure out what year it was exactly. But essentially, about six years ago, I was working for the Financial Ombudsman Service in, in Canary Wharf in the city. And I'd been doing that job for a couple of years. I was a um, sort of business graduate, and that's why I started working there. And I just found after two years that the job started to become quite repetitive. I felt like mm -hmm. I wasn't using my, my brain, uh, I wasn't progressing in any way. Not to say that there was no progression there, but I just didn't feel like I was like it was my calling, so to speak. Yeah. And um, at the time, I had a you know a group of friends, and they had invited me to this bodybuilding show to watch. And uh, you know, I've been training myself for a little while by that by that point. I, I started training when I was around, I want to say, 15, 16 years old, just because I was basically this this geeky kid. I was quite shy, low in confidence, and I want I wanted to 
be able to speak to girls. That's that's really what it was, to be honest with you. Speak so to I girls. Yeah, yeah, I just um I wasn't I wasn't that confident early on. So yeah. I thought to myself, at least if I if I build a physique that if I look good, then maybe they'll pay attention to me. Yeah. So that was kind of that was kind of how things started. So I'd been training for a little while until uh, I got, so until I was in the city and working there. And what happened is in that building, they had a gym sort of downstairs in the basement. And so at the time I'd been training maybe three, four, sometimes five times a week in that gym. And a lot of my colleagues were actually training there, there as well. And so what happened is the more they started to see me there, the more they started to see my physique because I'd built like a decent physique by that point the more they started to ask questions, hey, how do you build your chest? How do you do your arms? Or how do you do whatever? They started to ask those questions. And I thought, huh, I mean, I can, I can give you this advice. I mean, this is what I've done for myself, but I'm not a qualified professional or anything like that. This is just what, I, what I've read in sort of, um, you know, blogs and magazines and things like that. So then I started to help out a few of my colleagues to sort of um, improve their physiques and their health. And I thought, hmm, I should probably get qualified because I don't want to get sued by anybody. No, not a good idea. <laughs> right, that's that's pretty I much what happened. That. I thought I should probably be a qualified a PT. And also, there was actually a PT in house, but but I guess my colleagues, because they knew me personally, they trusted me. They felt that they wanted to work with me personally. So so I decided to to get qualified as a personal trainer. And essentially, as soon as I got my qualification, I decided to to leave my job. And that was without having uh, another job lined up. But um, I guess just to go back just a little bit, I mentioned my friends and they were all into bodybuilding and they invited me to this bodybuilding competition. And so when I went to watch that show, I was, I was blown away. It was, it was for me the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. I was already sort of get, getting into bodybuilding, kind of happened progressively. And I can appreciate why a lot of people aren't into that. It's quite a niche thing. It's a, it's a little bit odd in a sense, but it started, it started slowly and um, it all started from the magazines. First, I was reading Men's Health and then I felt, okay, these guys look good, but I want to see who, who has the biggest muscles because I wanted to learn from those guys. So then it turned mm-hmm. into Men's Fitness. So these guys are a little bit bigger, more muscular. And I thought, okay, these guys look good, but who, who has the biggest muscles on the planet? I want to know what those guys are doing, right? <laughs> and that's how, that's how I turned to bodybuilding. Um, I started to read Flex magazines and all the hardcore magazines. And so having gone to a show personally and seeing these guys on stage, um, seeing how much they'd worked through, you know, weeks and months of dieting and hard training, uh, just seeing sort of the, the outcome of their work on stage, I thought, wow, this is amazing. And uh, this is something that I want to try for myself. I want to try it at least once. Yeah. So, so on that day, on the drive home, with all my friends, you know, we were all quite pumped up, all excited. And everyone said, oh, you know, so we, we should do this. We should try it, right? And uh, that was kind of, you know, just a lot of hype, a lot of excitement from that day. But as the weeks went on, you know, people stopped talking about it. I guess they, you know, their, their lives kind of happened and they decided, oh, you know, maybe it's just too hard. It's not something I want to do. But I had set myself, my, I, had, I set my mind up and I decided that this was something that I had to do at least once. So, so I did end up doing a competition. And uh, that's kind of how things got started. So I won the, my first show. And then from that point on, so it was, it was in that time that I was working for the financial ombudsman in that final, the final few months. After I won the show and got qualified as a PT, I decided to leave. And because of the sort of notoriety that I, that I got from winning competitions, 
some some managers of um, um of gyms had reached out to me and said, "Hey, we noticed that you have left your job. Do you have a job lined up as a PT?" And that's kind of how it happened. I didn't really I didn't look for a job in any specific gym. It's just a couple of managers reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, we like your look. We like." your your values and the way you present yourself and we think you'd be a good fit for our gym and so I went to visit a couple of gyms and I started working as a PT there. That's amazing I mean you know very um very unusual as as you said I mean it must have been amazing to kind of win that competition um how did it sort of make you feel because you're saying that you were actually shy and that you know the reason why you went into this originally was to you know, be more confident with girls, and I'm, I'm I'm sure you would agree with me. Kind of now, but a little bit older, that actually, you know, if someone likes you, they're going to like you, whether you're ripped or not ripped at the end of the day. But you know, when you're really, really young, um, sometimes it's not always very clear, is it? Um, so how did you how did you feel when you kind of got that? Um, when you when you sort of won the competition. Did it really boost your confidence or, or, or you know, what, what kind of happened to you inside? Yeah, I would say that um, essentially it was, that was a sort of, that was almost that, the outcome of, of yeah. years of training. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in fact, I built my confidence up through those years. So it wasn't at that yeah. point, it wasn't at the point that I won the show that right. I suddenly felt confident. It was more yeah. that as I had been training and I, I could see my body starting to change and I started to yeah. speak to speak to women more often and just have some conversations that's when I realized hey actually I'm a lot more confident than I was uh, a year ago or two years ago yeah yeah and wouldn't you agree that you know uh, well something that I, I certainly have found when speaking to various people that is actually exercise can can bring you so many benefits one of which is to build your confidence so actually you know yours was you wanted to be able to approach people but you know somebody else it might be because um you know they want to be able to walk into a bar if you like you know with a group of friends and feel okay you know there's various reasons but exercise really can do that can't it It can really sort of change help you to change your mindset 100 percent. and i mean i've heard so many stories from clients friends family um i'll give you an example i had this client who said hey listen i'm really I feel really ashamed when I go to the beach. He said, I refuse to take my t-shirt off because I just I just don't like the way that I look. I don't want anyone to look at me. So that's the reason I'm in the gym. And I said, you know what? That's that's fair enough. I completely get it. And if that's what is fueling you to be in the gym and to put in the work and to pay attention to your nutrition, then you know, more power to you and I'm here to support that. Definitely, definitely. So you've decided to become a PT you've left the ombudsman it literally is chalk and cheese isn't it um you know being in the ombudsman which is you know you know in the world of finance to kind of being that face-to-face never really quite knowing what's coming whereas working in the ombudsman you pretty much everything's planned isn't it you've got it's a timed response you've got you know you've got a workload that you can kind of manage um how did you what was so what was the next step for you how did you decide to build your brand I think for me, it was a little bit difficult at the start because I didn't really know how to build my brand, so to speak. But yeah. I went into this gym and I spoke to some of the more uh, experienced trainers. And what one of the trainers said to me is, hey, what's your niche? And, and I know that's something that we're going to speak about later on as well. Yeah. But at the time, yeah. I thought, niche? I, I mean, I'm aware I need to have one, but 
I don't know what it is. Yeah. And I can appreciate that a lot of trainers will be in that situation where they feel like, well, oh, I need to have a niche. This is really important. And I don't have a niche or I'm screwed. And, yeah. and for any trainers listening to this, what I want you guys to, to understand is even after five, six years of personal training, um, even though I have more of a niche right now, I don't think that's something you really need to worry about in the sense I'm that really glad you said that I'm really glad you said that because it's a little bit like you know like when you're younger and people say what do you want to do when you grow up and you think you know or what are you going to do after your A levels and I you know people think some 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 people have got it really planned and other people haven't you know um and it's okay isn't it to, it's okay if you don't know one of the things I wanted to ask you then is just that you you went and spoke to you know really uh, what you deem to be good PTs how did you decide what that was was it the fact that people were you know, they had a really good client interaction. What was it? I think that's really important. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think there's a, a combination of factors. The first factor for me was for sure, do they have lots of clients? Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that I would look at. Is this person a high performer in the gym? Um, but, but then there are some trainers I'm aware that are just really popular, just have a great, great interpersonal skills. They know how to communicate with people. They know how to build the rapport. Um, yep. And that's what gets them clients, but that doesn't necessarily make them good personal trainers. And I guess that's where the the nerdy geek side of me kicks in, because yeah. I love reading, I love researching, I love figuring things out and kind of yeah. putting pieces of the puzzle together. And so one, I have conversations with those PTs that can kind of gauge, okay, does this person actually know what they're talking about, or are they just getting people to work out? Yeah. And for me, that's kind of what makes the difference between um, the PTs that are really good in the sense of building rapport but my, my I guess my issue here is um, or maybe not so much an issue but the way that I see things is if you want to help people and uh, help people in the sense of not just getting them to work out but actually enhance their life mm-hmm. then then you have to know what you're doing and that's, that's that's a hard lesson that I had to learn when I was first working in the gym because when I had one of those clients that was that couldn't do a squat or that couldn't do a deadlift at that point I realized, okay, I need to get better at this. Mm-hmm. Because just forcing exercises that don't fit this person, it's just going to break them. It's going to make them worse off than, than when they walked in. And that's not the goal. I want no. to make them better. Exactly. Want to walk off feeling like they've won. So for yeah. me, that was really important. Yeah, and, and, I, and I guess as well, it's about being able to really almost go into kind of the psychology of your client, isn't it? Really just to work out, you know, yes, somebody may want to lose three stone and lose three stone really quick quickly um or somebody may want to have more definition and it's it's about i guess having being having the skill set to understand their goal but equally realize and help them support them with guidance and direction on how they're going to get there so that they get there safely as you say effectively and they will want to continue working with you at various points, even if it's not on a consistent basis once they've reached their goal, but they know they can come back back to you at the end of the day. Um, very important. Would you agree? Definitely, definitely, 100%. And that's where you see some of those, I guess, conveyor belt PTs that get lots of clients in, but the clients that don't stay. And that's that's something that you want to avoid as a PT if you want, if you really want to have a, a solid business. Yeah, definitely. So, 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 what is the so if if you if you want to be that PT? Because at the end of the day, everyone's different. You know, some PTs may want to be PTs that want to have clients. You know, 
you know, for a short period and then move on. Okay, so we have to embrace the fact that everybody is different. But if you know, if for somebody that is looking to be a PT on a more granular level, okay, a more senior level, and to be more educated, um, how do they go about that? I think there is so much, there's so, so much uh, information out there, but obviously one of the places that you can go is, is with Premier Global. I mean, this is something that I did personally. I did um, a certif um, certified You're doing course. nutrition course, aren't you? Certified so nutrition. That's exactly it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Just, just make sure that you pay attention to, to your own learning so that you understand better how to help people. That's really what it's about. So I, for example, I've noticed over the years that a lot of PTs shy away from talking about nutrition with their clients. Mm -hmm. and I had to ask myself well, why is that and the real answer is that because they're not confident in talking about these yeah. things because they they appreciate that there's something they've been able to do for themselves but they're not able to coach it so coaching about nutrition is not the same as coaching someone how to squat or how to deadlift yeah uh, all of a sudden you're asking someone to do things uh, without overseeing it this is about building habits right so whereas maybe or well essentially when they are training with you you get to have them in person when you teach them to squat and yeah. you, you get instant feedback, right? So you can, you can tell them, okay, do this, do that, move here, move this way. Whereas with nutrition, when, it's when they're not around and then they come back to you and say, hey, do you know what? I had a really bad week and I ate terribly and this happened. This is, this is something that you have to manage. And if you don't understand how to manage the individual at that point in time, then it can be a really difficult conversation. And I understand that. So, so that's why personally, I felt it was something that I had to do. And even though I had learned a ton, I had I learned a ton of things just by reading blogs and watching YouTube videos, I just needed a place that could consolidate all this information just to be sure, okay, is this actually the right thing to do? Definitely. And and how 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 is that helping you with regards to your confidence and kind of dealing with your clients? Because I do agree with you, you know, we 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 see it a lot um, in as much as you can have really confident PTs and the minute you start talking about nutrition and you can almost feel them kind of drawing back because they're not confident enough to be able to strive forward with their advice. So what difference is it making to you and how how many clients do you, you know, do you work with roughly that you would say that you would need to use this qualification with? Because my my take on this is that actually it's it's, it's really, you know, the, the exercise nutrition just goes hand in hand. And this is speaking from somebody myself that can follow a PT program to the letter, even overdo the exercise. But can I do the nutrition? No, I can't because I struggle with it at the end of the day. So, you know, it's really, and I, I'm, I view myself as a normal person and I believe it's quite a popular challenge. For sure. What I will say is, even if you have one client, I think this is, really really important i think it's paramount actually my my belief is that this is something that should be mandatory um to become a, a qualified personal trainer this this kind of nutrition course should be like everybody should do this yeah and it's a shame that we don't you know we get to learn the basics hey this is protein this is these are calories okay yeah. off you go but that doesn't really teach you how to coach somebody yeah yeah so no, i think there's a big missing piece right there and um you know, I'm glad that I got to do the course personally, but I think for anyone listening, if you haven't and if you're a little bit unsure about what to tell your clients when it comes to nutrition, understand that the vast majority of your clients are struggling with nutrition and that is a conversation that you do need to have. And so if you're unsure, definitely this is something you need to do for yourself. 
I completely agree. And would you say that uh, that clients and consumers are becoming more um, not selective, not the right word, but becoming more demanding of what a PT should be able to do? Do you think there's kind of been a shift or are we not quite there yet? What's your kind of experience? I think mm, this is a tough one. I think there's probably a little bit of both. There's probably uh, the yeah. crowd that is maybe brand new to the to the fitness industry. Maybe they've never been to a gym before. Maybe they've never worked with a PT. For those, they probably won't feel the difference. But then there are others who are a little bit more like me. They like to do some research. They like to read blogs and articles. Yeah. Um, for those, they will have a high expectations of what a PT should be able to do. And if they feel that the PT doesn't know more than what they know, then yeah. they probably won't hire you. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost kind of being ahead of the game, isn't it? And you're absolutely right in terms of those personas. And you know, if if you if you're also trying to PT somebody that is as equally as passionate about education as you are, then you do you are going to need that, aren't you? Basically, because if 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 not, they'll lose they'll lose confidence in you. Um, and if they're not as granular, you know, with regards to the education, then they're just going to think, wow you know a lot <laughs> you know it can only add it can only add value can't to the service that you're uh, offering 100 i mean to be frank if everything that i tell my clients is available online for free yeah so it's not like i'm telling telling them anything new but what they appreciate is that all this knowledge is all in one place and they don't have to go and figure it out for themselves and and try this thing and then try this other thing that doesn't work to eventually figure out okay i understand you know what I need to do for myself so Definitely. I can tell them yeah and, and and also it's about you know free content is amazing I mean we've 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 you know kind of given out loads of free content over the last 12 months but it's it's sometimes it can be really daunting for a consumer because if you think you know I do have a challenge I do have an issue I want some help and you you know it's a bit like Google when you think you know you've got a, a, a pain in your leg and you look on Google and you literally there's just a plethora of things to me think goodness me which bit do I pay attention to so actually being able to come to somebody that can actually almost cherry pick the bits that you need to know to kind of keep you focused really really helps doesn't it 100% so talk to me about your stance on transformation so um you know for anybody that has kind of seen you on Instagram um and has seen your um seeing your your kind of physique um it it could be that you know people would be thinking well okay you know am I going to look like that do I need to look like that can I look like that what's your I know because we've spoken um you've got a really a really uh unique approach with regards to transformation and you can literally work with anybody but how do you kind of do that yeah I guess in a sense the way that I look at transformation is more in a sense of life transformation and um, I guess, you know, with the, the uprise of social media, all you see now is, oh, three months transformation and six months transformation. It's, this person has lost, you know, 100 kilos and it's all sensationalized. And you get the sense that a, a lot of people get the sense that they're not doing enough because they see all these transformations online. And, oh, how, how do I do that? How do I make that happen for myself? And the reason I am not a proponent of these types of transformations that are, you know, two months or three months, is because a lot of the time, these uh, people that see these transformations don't have enough information to understand why that's happened or why that's possible. So I'll give you an example. There are companies that will offer sort of 12-week programs for maybe three or 4,000 pounds, and, and they will get the job done. They will transform you, but at what cost? Um, a lot of the time, these 
transformations, you have to show up to the gym five times a week for maybe one, two hours. Uh, your diet is extremely strict. Everything is regimented. Everything is accounted for. You have a PT that's always on your case. So the outcome does happen, but a lot of the time, the people that do these transformations don't learn anything and it's more of a pain than anything else. So even though they, they acquired the a result of looking good to go to the beach, um, it's not a nice experience in my, in my experience. Yeah. So I guess what the way that I want people to see or to view transformation is more of a, lo- a lifelong process. Hey, you will transform, but it's going to take time. Yeah. And for me personally, when people ask me, hey, how did you, how did you obtain your physique? They don't, they never like the answer that I give because the truth is that it's taken me 15 years to look the way that I do. And 15 yeah. years is a long time. It is a long time. It is a long everybody time. wants to get their physique. Everyone wants to lose the kilos yesterday. Yeah. And that's just not how it works. And if I tell you that you have to put in the work for 10 years, it's boring. It's not sexy. It's not something that I can buy right away to fix my problems. It's, it's, making, you, it's making you look at the, the truth, the hard truth. You have to do the things that are difficult. You have to get uncomfortable. And you have to really look within yourself. Uh, and that's the real challenge for a lot of people. Definitely. And I and I think, you know, again, just thinking about the pandemic and things and, and, you know, what positives can we take out from this? And I think that those people that maybe haven't exercised before and are sort of looking at these transformation programmes because they're all over the place, aren't they, on Instagram, you know, on the Internet. I think for those people that are seeing these transformations thinking, I want to do that, I think that they probably realise now that actually some kind of transformation is pos- is possible, but, you know, taking it much more slowly is the way forward at the end of the day. And, and I think people that have started to exercise have realised the benefits of moving. You know, you don't have to be, you know, be able to run 10 miles straight away. You don't have to be able to squat, you know, 100 squats, you know, in five minutes. You know, actually that doing a little bit of exercise consistently every single week is really beneficial. So actually, I think there's going to be, you know, a huge change in, 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 in the way that, exercise is seen purely from the fact that I think more people have exercised over the last 12 months um and I agree with you you know I think the transformation program people go on great and if you can continue to live like that if that's what you want to do that's great but it's it's quite a it's quite a thing to be able to continue going to the gym five days a week seven days a week training for two hours just eating chicken and fish you know you've got to be very disciplined haven't you at the end of the day and for some people that isn't real life uh and it doesn't need to be like that either um and many benefits can be created can't they from simply a change in diet and just a change in exercise and not everybody wants to have you know biceps dive for and and, you know and and a washboard stomach some people are just thinking i simply want to feel healthier and be at the right weight and that's fine isn't it that's that's still a transformation right most definitely, yes. And I would say, you know, in terms of your client base, how do you, how, you know, what proportion of your clients really are looking for that amazing transformation? Or they start off with that, you know, I want to be three stone lighter. And actually, when you've sort of had a chat to them, they sort of understand that actually, maybe this is going to be a better route for you and be able to kind of sustain it for a lot longer period. Yes, I mean, I think that for the most part, because of the content that I push out on my social media, people that get in touch with me usually know what I'm about. 
Yeah. And for that reason, they usually know what my message is and that it's going to take a while and I'm going to tell them it's going to take a yeah. while and then yeah. just be patient. Um, and yeah. for the most part, what I try to do is just give them examples of people that I've seen in real life that have tried to do the transformation thing and that have how that's negatively impacted their life. Uh, whether yeah. that's either on a on a social level or even on, from a health perspective, some of them have gained weight back and and some. Yeah. So I guess um, yeah, I think from from my social media, I've really tried to push that. And so most of the time, people don't really ask me about transformations like that. They know that it's more about um, your 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 lifestyle as a whole. Yeah. But then <laughs> I still get the few that will ask me. I guess because because I have a bodybuilding background. Yeah. They, they might ask me, hey, so how do I get a physique like this? How do I do it in the fast, yeah. fastest way possible? Yeah. Something I've been meaning to ask, um, actually, um, a, a few PTs that I know is, how do you make people believe that it's possible? How do you make somebody believe who's really unfit, who knows they need to get in shape? How do you, what, how do you make them believe? Is it through social media? When you say when you say make them believe, um, you mean before they've even started anything? Yeah, sort of make them believe that it's possible that they can, you know, achieve their goals. The way that I see it is, they have to have some form of win. There has to be some kind of catalyst that makes them take action. And once they start to see a win, no matter yeah. how small that win is, yeah, that's going to make them want to continue. Yeah. So it's almost getting into that kind of that first that first mini step of achievement. I think actually I'm on that road. I'm on that road. My first door open and I've closed it. I've done it. The tiniest step possible. And yeah. uh, the, the, the example that I like to use is um, a few years ago, my cousin reached out to me. He's all the way in the, in the Caribbean. And um, he'd see me post a lot about fitness and he said, hey, look, I'm really, I'm really struggling right now. Um, I could do some help. I said, hey, what's going on? He said, listen, I haven't been to the gym in, in over a year now. I, I, my, my weight's gone up. I don't feel good. Um, what do you think I should do? And I said, okay, how about this? How about tomorrow morning when you wake up, this first thing, as soon as you wake up, don't do anything else. I want you to do 10 push-ups. Do you think you can do that? And he said, yeah, I think I can do that. No problem. I said, okay, I want you to do it. Once you've done it, I want you to message me. And so the next day came. And then he messaged me and said, yeah, I, I did the 10 push-ups. I said, great. How did you feel? He said, I felt amazing. It was great. Okay, great. Okay, so tomorrow I want you to do the exact same thing. I want you to do another, another 10 push-ups. Can you do it? He said, yeah, I can do it. And so things went on like this for, for a week. And then once the week was over, uh, I, I basically I let him understand that, hey, sometimes thinking too much about the big picture puts yes. you up from just taking a step forward. Yes. And, um, and so following that, I said to him, hey, now I want you to do, I want you to do something else. I want you to go to the gym, but I don't want you to use any piece of equipment. I just want you to go there, have a coffee, if it's like a coffee shop or anything like that, or just sit down, just, just appreciate the gym and then go home. Yeah. And so just little steps like that. And so he eventually managed, he, he went to the gym, um, just like I, I suggested, and he actually did a little workout. And he said, I, I hadn't been to the gym in, in a year, but just because I wasn't thinking about how hard it's going to be, I actually managed to get myself there. Yeah. And so I just wish that this is what people would do instead of thinking this is going to be so hard and I've got this massive mountain to climb. Hey, how about you just take one step? Exactly. And don't look too far ahead because it's the 
it's the accumulation of all those steps that are going to get you there. But if you're yeah. thinking about how far you have to go, if that's preventing you from taking a step, then you need to stop thinking about that. Definitely, I couldn't agree with you anymore. Um, what do you what do you think um, the opportunities are, um, or what opportunities do you think have been created um, through the pandemic um, for people in our sector? Okay, so I think that the opportunities were always there in the sense that online coaching is not new. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been it's been around for for some years. I'm going to say ten years plus, yeah. and it just so happens that with the pandemic, the whole the whole fitness scene has just been accelerated. People are, it's, it's almost like health is at the forefront of, of people's minds because now they're actually worried about, hey, uh, what if there's another pandemic like this? Am I gonna be one of the people that are, that have to shield because I'm not healthy or because I'm yes. overweight or because I've got a condition? Yeah. So people, you know, people don't want to, people don't want to be unhealthy. So they're now thinking about how can they get fit? And that's, um, I think that's a positive for sure. So it's my my Alexa. <laughs> oh, that's, that's all right. Well, you, you can tell me that we're recording it, so that's absolutely fine. Um, that's absolutely fine. No problem at all. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I know. I just think, um, you know, like you say, online online uh, coaching has been available, and I think what this has done is just kind of propel things forward, isn't it? At the end of the day, just in terms of people being able to offer that um, combined service um which is really really good and also it's really opened up opportunities for personal trainers whereas before i don't know if you agree with this whereas before if you were london based um your 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 pt client base was probably in london equally mm -hmm. if you were you know the other end of the country you couldn't benefit from having a client base in london whereas actually now you can so you know there really is the opportunity there now to, to really kind of you know go out and get there What's your what's your business plan then, like for the next three years? What are you going to be doing in three years? Do you think? Well, actually, uh, probably, I think it's in five six weeks' time. I'm going to be moving away from London. I'll be moving to Nottingham. Okay. Because I've been offered a job there uh, as a coach um, for this boutique studio, so I'll be moving out of London. So that's oh, happening. Thank you very much. And so what I'll be doing is I'll I'll be coaching people online on the side. Um, and that, that is really the, the plan for the next couple of years at least. But what I'd like to do as well is really improve my, my knowledge of nutrition. So I'll probably be doing, doing some further, further courses on that, potentially even a, a degree I'd like to do. I'd like to do a nutritionist course. Yes. And, uh, and I'd like to do more on the online coaching side. So potentially do another course with, with yourself. I'm aware you have an online coaching course as well. So yes, like a virtual, yeah, virtual coaching specialization course. Yes, exactly. absolutely. That would be really good. What is it what is it about that that kind of really appeals to you just in terms of the online coaching? Is it is it the fact that you're able to reach your clients, you know, from your front room so you can actually, you know, do your job and and and, and you don't have to think about I can't fit that client in because I've got to travel. You know, you're able to, to help more people. Yeah, I think that the pandemic has really highlighted for a lot of personal trainers that if you if you don't have an online presence, if you don't have some kind of online coaching approach, uh, you can really you can get into trouble um, because during the pandemic you weren't able to see people in person, and if you didn't have that presence, then you were leaving money on the table potentially. So yeah. for me, that's that that was really important. That was like a aha a a moment. 
where yeah. I really realized, okay, so I really have to push this online coaching thing now. And um, as much as I love and I, I enjoy personal training in yeah. person, I do think that in the future, there's going to be more and more potential, more and more opportunities for, for the online coaching scene. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you anymore. I couldn't agree with you anymore. Um, so how do we find out more about you? Where do people need to go? Where do they need to look? Because you really are awesome on uh, on various social channels. But I'll let you tell everybody. Yeah, the I mean, the easiest place to find me is on, on Instagram. Uh, you can literally direct message me. Uh, at the lean muscle pt if that's actually lean muscle pt all in one no dots or anything like that uh you can also find me on my website the lean muscle pt.com and i'm also on youtube so these are the places you can find me but instagram is always the easiest instagram is easiest. well thank you ever so much it's been lovely to speak to you as always we love working with you um and thank you very much for your time um it's been really really good fun to uh speak to you and for anybody that uh, is thinking about having a PT I, I, I really couldn't, couldn't recommend uh, matey enough so thank you ever so much um, and likewise if people want to find out more about our courses we can be found on www.premierglobal.co.uk and we are on all these social channels too so thank you very much matey I hope that you continue to get lots of sleep with your very good baby um, and that mummy's okay and we will catch up very soon Thank you so much for having me. All right, you oh, you're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye.